Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Chats with Scientists. Today's guest is Krunchi Gurusamy. Krunchi is a professor of evidence-based medicine and surgery, head of research at Division of Surgery and Interventional Science, and lead of surgical and interventional group at Comprehensive Clinical Trials Unit at University College London. He's a surgeon by background, and he currently focuses on research and teaching with an aim to achieve high-quality healthcare for all and address inequalities in the society. It is worth mentioning that he's one of the top 2% of the scientists who have published their research in medicine since 1960. There's a list of important national and international guidelines that have used his research to draw clinical guidelines. He's here with us today to tell more about his great success. So let's start our chat. Welcome, Crunchy. How are you today? I am fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm, I'm all well, and thank you so much for taking time for us today and I know you're very very busy so I'm really looking forward to our chat. I've just introduced you very briefly but of course there's much more to know about you. It would be amazing if you can tell us about your career, yourself and how you started this journey. Um, okay the first thing I want to tell about myself is that I have autism and, uh, uh, and I have difficulty in semantic language processing and my facial recognition abilities are not excellent. Um, so uh, I've got that out of the way now. Uh, I've talked about my difficulties, um, but actually I have lots of strengths too. Um, I uh, was born in India and uh, I uh, did all my schooling and medical schooling in India. And then um, I came to the uh, UK uh, in 2002 um, and uh, uh, being autistic, uh, I had difficulty in understanding uh, language, not, uh, but it, it's even more difficult uh, when you come to uh, UK because uh, people say something, uh, but they actually mean something else. Um, so uh, that might be uh, difficult for people who live in England, uh, but it's even more difficult for people to understand, uh, understand that when they come uh, from a different country. So uh, I, I, I actually came uh, uh, to uh, get an MRCP um, and then returned back uh, uh, to uh, practice medicine in India. Uh, sorry, uh, it's, it's MRCS, uh, not MRCP. Uh, uh, so um, so that's, how, uh, uh, that's why I came here. And I thought uh, during this time, I could publish a, maybe two or three articles um, in research, uh, and that would be uh, fantastic. That's uh, how I came, uh, but uh, there have been lots of uh, events in my life uh, that have uh, changed the whole way I look at things in life. And that relates to the uh, uh, birth, of doctor, birth of my daughter and uh, uh, how she uh, actually changed uh, someone who's mainly a clinical person uh, who uh, thinks books or gospels to someone um, who questions just about everything in this world. Um, so my daughter uh, was only 900 grams when she was born. And uh, um, on the sixth day of her life, um, she had uh, cardiac arrest and uh, uh, she was revived successfully. And that changed uh, the, the way that I looked at uh, life. Um, I used to worry about small things prior to her birth. But 
suddenly, um, uh, I, uh, to me, nothing mattered. And uh, uh, what I would uh, consider as big failures uh, were uh, not failures anymore to me. Um, and that changed, that change in perspective uh, changed the way I looked at uh, research. And when she was young, uh, uh, she started questions, uh, asking me questions. Uh, when she was about two or three years old, uh, for example, um, uh, when, she, when you go on a road, she would uh, actually ask why uh, some signals uh, have pedestrian crossing, uh, crossings on the uh, floor level and why others have uh, an overhead bridge. Um, so those sorts of questions uh, triggered something in me that was long lost. Um, in India, uh, particularly uh, from the background that I come from, uh, it's considered impertinent to question your elders. You don't, you, you simply don't question them. You simply ask what they say. Um, and um, over time, I had lost my ability to question things, but uh, my daughter revived that in me. And uh, that is the start of my research journey. Um, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, there is no turning back now. Uh, I have mm -hmm. uh, more than 400 publications. Um, 50 of my uh, publications have been used in national or international guidelines because I question uh, the national or international uh, uh, guidelines. Um, and uh, uh, I am not afraid of failure anymore. Um, so, um, so that was how my daughter inspired me to do research. And uh, well, when she was about three or four years old, I asked her a question. If God appeared before you, what would you wish for? Okay, I, would, I sort of expected that she would tell that she needed that toy or uh, some other, uh, 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 you know, uh, something that she liked, wanted to go out to a place. Well, her answer was much deeper than that. She said she wanted to abolish poverty. She said nobody in this world should go hungry. Okay, I, I never even had uh, such uh, thoughts in my, uh, uh, in my life. Um, and I, I was ashamed that I didn't have such thoughts. Uh, and uh, then I, I adopted that idea from her and uh, I'm working towards uh, achieving that. Now, I'm not saying that I would be successful in doing that. I might be, um, but I want to do everything that I can uh, for people's uh, for people coming after me to succeed. So, so from that perspective as well, she had um, uh, given me uh, uh, the um, spark to do research. But of course, uh, 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 how I learned research, it happened uh, by luck, fluke, God's grace, uh, whichever way you want to perceive it as. And... Um, I learned how to do research. And then I wanted to apply my newly learned techniques. Then a house officer came to me and then asked me, Kurunchi, you have uh, uh, all these patients with uh, gallbladder uh, inflammation, cholecystitis, and you keep sending them home uh, 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 and they come back with uh, uh, more serious problems. I, I was a registrar at that time. 
uh, and uh, when I say the house officer asked me, uh, uh, she was questioning uh, the department, not just me. Uh, that was the policy of our uh, hospital. When someone uh, comes with acute cholecystitis, um, you uh, treat them with antibiotics, send them home and operate on them after about six weeks. So, so uh, I applied my newly learned research techniques to answer this question. And guess what? Uh, uh, um, it has changed uh, clinical practice uh, in UK. Uh, and, and for the first time, I was able to explain why people uh, uh, found something in randomized controlled trials and some other uh, in their clinical practice. And that explanation was necessary for the practice to be adopted. So again, uh, um, I just got lucky. Um, and uh, there was no turning back after that. I kept writing uh, more and more articles and uh, uh, wanting to change more and more clinical uh, practice. Um, and why, why, why am I interested in changing this clinical practice? Because I feel that the money, uh, the limited resources, money and limited resources available are spent on unnecessary things. So if we could divert this to, uh, uh, you know, the most impactful interventions, then I believe that you could achieve healthcare equality. So, uh, uh, and, and that would be using the existing resources. So that is the reason why I keep doing, uh, challenging all the old, para, old dogma and uh, uh, finding out if a treatment works, uh, 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 how uh, patients um, uh, react to certain treatments, uh, which diagnostic tests are best and so on. So that's what I do now. Um, do you want me to tell about what I plan for the future? Yeah, that was actually my last question. I'm coming to that. Uh, it was just a very inspiring story, Crunchy. And I am genuinely very, very, like I have no words to say. It was a very, obviously it's a difficult um, story in a way with all the difficulties you um, have to go through, but it's, it's very inspiring and um, just a, fantastic story and all your aims I, I hope and goals came like will come true one day and you work really hard to achieve them obviously going back to like research side of things because you're very highly involved in research it's, it's a difficult path as well as obviously healthcare I was wondering like how do you overcome the difficulties you see obviously you mentioned uh, a beautiful story about your daughter but uh, but in general with the failures how do you overcome these challenges um, I, I can tell you that most of my difficulties uh, are related to uh, being autistic uh, uh, and uh, uh, the difficulties uh, that brings uh, uh, not understanding uh, semantic language um, can be tough um, and the other thing is, uh, I am extremely candid, uh, and uh, that uh, uh, can upset a lot of people, um, as people are not used to how candid autistic people are. Of course, they don't even know that I am autistic, uh, because it's not a disability that uh, is uh, externally visible. Uh, and when I uh, talk in a candid way, people can get upset. To a large extent, I achieved what I could 
with the help of uh, some people who accepted that I was different from others. Um, I want to point out uh, uh, my PhD supervisor, Professor Brian Davidson, mm -hmm. who accepted that I was uh, different uh, and uh, focused on what I could do rather than what I could not do. And um, he helped me navigate through the challenges I faced. Um, uh, some of the conversations we've had over time uh, uh, can, uh, can be unbelievable. Um, for example, um, when I was uh, finishing my uh, PhD, uh, he said, uh, Kurunchi, we should uh, work together. Um, my answer to him was, um, well, I don't play second fiddle to anyone. Uh, uh, of course, I have not even got my PhD at that time. Uh, uh, and his reply, his calm reply was, no, I don't mean that way. It, uh, it means that you do your uh, research that you like. I do my, I do the research I like, and uh, we collaborate in our research. Um, so uh, that was uh, how patient he was with me. Uh, and uh, that was how candid I used to be. Uh, um, I'm still uh, uh, candid, uh, but these days um, I have learned how to uh, phrase things in a such a way that it uh, upsets fewer people. Um, and uh, recently I attended some leadership skill, uh, skills courses as well, uh, which has uh, uh, taught me uh, new skills and techniques um, that could help me with uh, navigating these challenges. Um, so, um, so that's how I was able to navigate uh, these challenges, uh, by having someone uh, uh, who, who would uh, accept what you are uh, and uh, help uh, me navigate the, those challenges. That's how I navigated uh, my challenges. I'm very pleased to hear that you managed to find some guidance for your challenges, but I must say I've been to so many meetings with you and I, I fully, like I, I'm aware of all the challenges you mentioned, but you've been an amazing guide to many students, many postdocs like me. So I just want to you know, say that you've been a great guidance to all of us as well. Um, just as, you know, you wanted Thank to talk about... Thank you for about... the kind words, Dennis. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but that's true. That's true. You, I, I've listened to you in many of the conversations and I try to sort of, you know, inherit the way you approach to research, you approach to career in my own life. So let's see how I'm going to progress. <laughs> going back to the question that you wanted me to ask earlier, um, what is next for you? Because... For me, you've achieved so much. I don't know. I can't even imagine like what would be next. So it's it'll be interesting to hear from you. Uh, yes, um, I, I must say that uh, as I told you, I came uh, with getting a few publications. Now I have achieved more, a lot more than uh, maybe a hundred times more than what I anticipated, and then um, lots of. Uh, uh, clinical practice guidelines. Once you've achieved that level, then you need something more uh, challenging. And uh, to an artistic, uh, there has to be challenges. Um, so my next challenge uh, is creating a, a statistical software that can be used uh, by people who don't have um, exceptional uh, mathematical skills. So uh, to put it in a different way, I would want someone, let's say, uh, who has attended, who has, uh, who can count on the fingers, uh, to be able to design 
and do uh, 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 their own research. Uh, and why is it important? Um, I, I think uh, uh, a, a, a farmer should be able to decide uh, uh, which fertilizer is better and they should not be dependent on others telling them uh, they should be able to find out for themselves. Um, I want a builder to be able to find out uh, which material they should use to build uh, 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 a wall uh, that lasts long um, and so on. So uh, that is what I want uh, people to do. Why? Um, because I think once they understand the principles of research and are able to find out for them, uh, for, find out for themselves what works and what doesn't work, I think uh, uh, we could uh, they could prosper. So um, so I think they would uh, do the right things and they would uh, uh, be uh, let's say. Uh, you earn money, and that is one way, in my in my view, of uh, improving people's life. Uh, that is, uh, provide them all the uh, necessary knowledge uh, to improve themselves. So, so that is uh, uh, what is on the horizon in the uh, next five to ten years, I would say. Um, I have the prototype, so I'm not I'm not talking about entire fiction here. I have a prototype already. Wow, That's, I just I already have goosebumps now. It would be amazing. I mean, not just farmers, but it would help most of us as well. At some point, all of us like struggle to analyze our graphs. So it would be great to, you know, have a software like this. It's genuinely amazing. So that was all my questions. And thank you so much, Crunchy, for join, joining us today. Uh, uh, can, uh, the last thing, Dennis, um, yeah. can I just say uh, 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 what people should, uh, uh, what uh, people can do, um, uh, for example, uh, uh, to overcome challenges, because these are specific challenges uh, that I faced in my life, uh, uh, but uh, others may face different challenges. Um, if I may uh, end this uh, meeting uh, or rather this uh, chat uh, uh, with a few uh, tips, if that, is that okay? Yes, I actually was trying to, you know, take less time from you. That's what I tried to wrap it early. <laughs> so please, please go ahead. I'm here to listen to you uh, forever until <laughs> you want to stop. So I'm completely fine. Um, I, I, so my tip, my top tips, if you want, follow your heart. Uh, 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 that is important. Uh, you have to trust in yourself uh, 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 and uh, don't let the failures uh, deter you from uh, your goals. So, uh, uh, so that is my first tip. Um, the second tip is don't be afraid of what you are and don't be afraid to fail. So uh, those are my top two tips uh, 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 if you want to uh, 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 you know, uh, to succeed or achieve what you want. Uh, set your goals high. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think all of us have a bit of failure. You know, we have, we're scared of failing. And also imposter syndrome is the main thing that I always talk about. It's like, we, we always think we're not enough, but we should just set the goals higher and we should fail if we need to <laughs> so that we can succeed next time. That yeah. is absolutely correct. Use failures to guide your success. Amazing. 
Is there any other tips you want to share with us? Uh, yeah. No, that's uh, that's uh, that's enough tips uh, uh, for the day. Uh, it was just such a like amazing episode for me. I think I'm gonna listen again, like and again. It's it's so inspiring. But I just yeah. Thank you so much again, Crunchy. It's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, thank you very much, Denise, for giving me this opportunity and also your kind words. Of course, it would be amazing to have you here again. And thank you for joining us. And thank you all for listening. See you in the next episode of Coffee Chats with Scientists. Stay connected. Thank you.